So welcome back to the Stay Naked podcast with Ariana and Alicia with the Tina Talks. This is part two of when you don't look like you belong, right? right. So the first part, we spent some time getting to know you, your background, because I think a lot of the people who meet you yeah. see you for this woman who travels a lot. You have this luxurious life and they don't make the connection when in reality, you're just like many of us. Hispanic girl, Latina, raised on the northeast side of downtown Houston. Yes. Uh, to Mexican parents, your dad's from South Texas, is like my parents. Yeah. Your mom's from Monterrey, my mom's from Monterrey. So a lot. <laughs> I think that resonates with a lot of women who you encounter regularly, mm-hmm. but they see you as this creature, this almost like celestial like being, which there's two ways women can view someone like. Yeah. One is how the hell does she get into so much money? How come she gets to travel all over the world? Right? Is she dressed so well? Oh, she thinks she's bougie. Oh, she can see yeah. all that. Or mm-hmm. they could see you the way that I saw you when I first met you. And I was like, this is a real down ass bitch. This is a real woman. She's unapologetic about who she is. She has all the love and encouragement around her, clearly. Yeah. And I hadn't really gotten to know your husband yet. I knew, though, that for someone to be so put together and so strong, yeah, had to have all the love and support yeah. so that she could be that amazing celestial creature. And so my initial thought was, I want to get to know more of her. I'm going to invest in a friendship with her. And as someone who constantly attracts people, because I am a people magnet, mm-hmm. I constantly have to make the choice of whom I'm going to be intentional with sharing my time, talent, and treasure. And you were one of those obvious ones that I knew I wanted to invest my time, talent, and treasure with you. Yeah. Very much like I am as well. Like, who am I going to invest my time with? However, when you and I first met, we didn't gel right away. No. No, and it wasn't because of you. It was me being very cautious about who I approach and who I become friends with. I'm just, and and not only that, but in business, I'm also very cautious of who I do business with. So the first time you and I met, it was because I was going to be hosting a panel discussion for another organization, and we were introduced through a mutual colleague, and we went out to lunch to get to know each other, and you were kind of quiet and reserved. And my personality is like, I want you to love me and I want to love you right away. But I keep feeling you kind of keeping me at arm's length. And I was like, I do. I keep everybody, by the way. It's not just you. So when you first did that, my instinct is like, well, why doesn't she love me? She needs to love me. I'm going to make her fall in love with me. And I want to love her. Like, oh, are you lacking love in your life? Come here. I will love you. Right? But that wasn't it. No, no, no. It's not like that. I think for me, it's I always, I'm always very skeptical of most who want something from someone else because most of the time there's a hidden agenda always a hidden agenda well yeah not always but yeah a lot of times there's a hidden agenda so i tend to be very cautious about who want you know what kind of my time do they want um because you know for me it's like i i learned i at this age that my time is very valuable and if i'm going to spend it with someone i want to really know that they're worth my time so i was really kind of just just measuring you in a way, you know, in my mind. Let me see if she's serious, if she knows what she's talking about. Second of all, I'm looking to see how you um, how you express yourself. 
to me that you express yourself with confidence, with articulation, and with, you know, information and knowledge. Like, that tells me a lot already. So I will go home and be like, you know what, I am going to do something with this girl because I really think she's got something up there. Again, it goes back to me being a little bit more cautious about the people I associate with because a lot of them will do will take advantage because they know you know something and you know people. And, okay, let me see what you know she could do for me. Never about what can we do for each other, which is what I discovered about you as I went along getting to know you was that you're the kind of girl that I appreciate that always sees things as a two-way street. Right. You're not a taker. You're a giver and a taker. You're a giver and a taker. And you see, hey, how can I give you value? How can I give, how can we give each other value? Which is what I'm very, 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 in, you know, into. I'm really excited that. about my friendship with you. It's just like, yeah, it's too. just the beginning. I'm really excited about my friendship with you because you balance me out. I tend to be too trusting and give too much of myself. That is something that I that I struggle with. In fact, I've made it my next, you know, 90-day challenge to make myself a priority. Yeah. To be more intentional about with whom I share my time, talent, and treasure and to eliminate distractions. And the moment you set that intention and put it out into the universe, yeah, all temptations will come to you in the forms of boys or, yeah. or job opportunities or whatever that may be, right? And so... There were a couple other times where you and I encountered each other, mm -hmm. and the second time was at another networking event yes. where you and I sat around a group of women, and the intention was to network, but there were like all these rules, and it was oh. we found ourselves a lot with people who were just pushing their agenda yes. and their direct sale. And I think you and I, there was this moment where you and I kind of like looked across yeah, the room. Yeah, we looked at each other like, what like, is this? Yeah. What is this? And then there was a part where we got, we did some partner work. So you and I worked partners. Yeah. You were partnered with another mutual friend. Yes. Yes. Michelle. Um, Michelle Hypers. Shout out to you, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. And I love what you shared at that meeting. I don't even remember this. Yes. We both have the resting bitch face. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm very self-aware, and that's why it's very insightful of you to also say, hey, I want to know how this girl does what she does, because she's, I, I guess I could be a little bit of an enigma, because I don't, like, I'm not necessarily straightforward at the beginning, but once you get to know me, you realize that I'm super aware of everything, I know what's going on at all times, and I'm very observational, I know people pretty quickly, which is something you are very good at as well, you can just look at something and be like, okay, something's going on, yeah, um, but I think the difference between you and I is that I tend to hold back a lot more at the beginning, and you tend to give a lot more at the beginning. Enjoying getting to know you yeah. is like enjoying a bag of M&M's. You're a hard <laughs> shell on the outside and you come in many forms and colors. But once you get down to the middle, you just melt. It's all, all, it's all love. It's all <laughs> love. And, you know, the people who get in my inner circle feel that because I adore on people and I'm very loyal as a friend. You do dote on me and I mm -hmm. love that. I dote on people who I love. If you're in my circle and I love you, you will be doted upon. That's just who I am, and I adore. And you will just see me just be all over people all the time because that's just who I am. However, if you're not in that circle, <laughs> you don't expect anything. <laughs> I guess I'm very just, you know, very just very careful and intentional about who I keep. 
You keep it real. Yeah. You keep it real. And so the I think the time though where we saw a shift and a turning point in our friendship. Yeah. What that very same day when I saw you and I ran into you at that at that networking event. Yeah. I was all about providing value to you and I was so intrigued. I immediately left that meeting. I went straight to your boutique because I wanted to know what you're all about. Yeah. But I wasn't the only one there. There was another person. Yes. And so there was this pivotal moment where you saw the differences in those two mentalities that you can have when you meet someone like Alicia. One mentality was, what can you do for me? The other one was, what can I do for you? Yeah. And so I remember going to explore your space. And by the way, your boutique is so unique. Not only do you have amazing, you know, fashion and culture there, but you have a education space where women can host workshops. And and it's just a beautiful concept because we can grow and be beautiful, not only with yeah. fashion, but yeah. also yeah. with developing our internal self. But in the differences in personalities between you and this other person is that you asked questions about me you. and my boutique and my business. Right. That's the difference that a lot of people don't understand. When you're going to have a conversation with someone, get to know them first before you ask for anything. What do you do? How do you do this? How do you do that? And like, those are questions, and I don't have a problem answering because I love it when people ask questions. That's how you learn. That's how I've learned to do what I've learned to do is because I'm always asking questions, and I surround myself with people who know a lot more than I do, who have a lot more than I do. Because I'm going to be like, how did you do that? I want to do what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you were that same kind of person. You came in and you're like, how did you do this? How did you do that? Like you were asking really, really good questions as opposed to the other lady that was there and she didn't ask anything. She just wanted to know for herself what she could do for herself. Right. I think she was requesting for access to the space for free. She wanted you to provide her all these perks without ever even asking you about you or investing None, anything that, in no, you whatsoever. Exactly. And so guess what happened? Well, nothing happened with her. I and and everything happened. I admired the way that you stood your ground. You were like, no, I'm not going to give you free access to my space. No, you're not going to take the step away from me. And you kept asking her, well, what are you providing in return? Yeah. And I loved your directness. I think if more women have that confidence, their lives would be a little bit easier. And yeah. so for me, I was like, I need to be around this person more because I want to learn more how to handle this kind of situation. So that moment I bought into it. <laughs> <laughs> the second, so the second time I seen you do something similar, by the way, we were recently at another. You're, you know what I'm about to say. We were recently at another event, and as luck would have it, we get approached. You and I are sitting outside of the party and doing a private conversation. We get approached by some random guy we've never met before. This fool takes us seats at our table, uninvited, unsolicited. Just starts chatting us up. I'm looking at you. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. I don't and I think know. He's, he picked up on that because then he goes, oh, I'm intrigued by why, what you do. Bullshit because you have no idea what we do. You no. just want to get into yeah. our panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, he asked, can I join y'all? Yeah. And what was your response? I loved it. I said, we're having a private conversation. But no, you're not welcome. You're not welcome. Please leave. Yeah. We're having a private conversation. And, and I he got up. And he moved on. <laughs> See, this is what I tell Russ all the time. Russ is like, you're always out networking. You're going to meet some guy. I'm like, have you, have you met me? Have you seen how I have that resting bitch face all the time? Guys are not.
not approaching me, honey. He goes, well, you're so pretty. You're so beautiful. You're so smart. You're going to find somebody in one of these events, you know, because we talk about that sort of thing sometimes. And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> so I'm all about my husband. So a couple of things there, right? Like, yes, we're going to meet good looking men. Yeah. We're just going to come across them, period. Just like, you know, yeah. your husband's going to come across with good-looking women. All you mentioned time. he goes to the gym, and you're like, yeah, I'm staring at the cute girls. Yeah. Like, it's inevitable. Yeah. It's or, not about controlling the environment <laughs> around you. It's yeah. about being so confident and secure yeah. that he's not even worried about it. I like that que te cela. Me gusta que te cela. I like that he kind of does that little... He does. I don't know how to try... How do you say and que cela in English? How do you we, say it? It's like he... Um, See, there's certain things that just are he said is, in Spanish that are so polite that don't translate literally into English. He, 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 not that he's jealous, but he's a little... He, he makes me feel desired. He, he, he doesn't take you for granted. He obsesses over me a little he bit. He dotes on me. He dotes on me, yeah. I love that about him. Yeah. I love that. Which, by the way, after 19 years, I'm so grateful that it's like that still. You know, because I always feel like one day it's not going to be like that anymore because we've been together for so long. But it still is like that. And I'm grateful for that. And I, you know, I really do, I really do stand before him and thank him for being that partner for me. After 19 years, after I still 19 makes you years, blush. After 19 years, I still blush. I still can't get enough of him. You know, I still have moments of like gratitude because I met him and I was that lucky girl that that fell in love that he fell in love with. I'm sure he's also very grateful to have you because the king can't be the king without the queen. And he tells me that all the time. And he tells me that all the time. He says to me, maybe I don't say it to you enough, but I show you. And I say to him, I prefer that you show me. He speaks to you in his love language. You know, and how he does it is by taking care of me. By being, you know, what do you what, what where would you like to go? What would you like to do? What you know, those things to me are important because he takes my 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 opinions in consideration. Even in business, Diana, you would think, oh, you you don't have anything to contribute. I always have something to contribute, and he always takes my opinions in 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 his mind. You know, like you know, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Or these are these are people that I'm thinking about partnering up with. These are you know, I want you to meet them because I want you to give me your your insights. And that to me matters a lot. You know, even if 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 he's not. Um, as loving as I am, because I'm very loving and I adore people and I'm like all over you. He's not like that, but he does in other ways show that he loves me and just and considers me a lot. Well, he's, he expresses his love language to you and his love language, right? Yeah. And that's a whole other topic on it for a whole other episode. And for years, by the way, I wanted him to be more doting and more affectionate. And I needed to learn that that's just not how he was. And he became more affectionate as the years went by. But I was raised in a family that hugs and kisses all day, every day. He wasn't. So I needed to know that, you know, even though we both were raised different, we still loved each other immensely. So I do think we're going to have to have your husband on this show one day. Because <laughs> we, we, he's such a key part of what we talk about. Yeah. So now I want to get to the meat of the topic, which is when you don't look like, when you look like you don't belong. Yeah. And so now this is a good transition into... One of the things that attracted to like that attracted me about you was you look like the woman that can have it all. Loving husband, successful business, amazing children, constantly traveling, happiness, yeah, money, joy. 
family support, all of the things yeah. that women have always wondered, can I have it all? So when people look at you, what are some of the things you think that they think when they see you for the first time or when they see yeah, you on social cold. media? That I'm probably very cold when they meet me in person just because I'm not, you know, loving and giving at the beginning. And so you get to know me. I'm okay. But yeah, no, I know those things because I'm also aware of those things, you know, that I, and I try to be more, you know, smile a little bit more when I first meet someone just because sometimes I'm just very cautious. I'm just very, you know. So that's your personality. But now yeah. I'm talking about when people see you and your car and, and your husband arrive in a badass luxury sports car. Yeah. Or when they see your fabulous, like you take trips, not like to all sports times. No. You're taking trips around, around the, the world. world. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that people just need to realize is that's the kind of life we've had since the beginning and it was intentional. This life that I have, I we've worked for that life every single day. And we were intentional about even when we grew and we became more and more of something, we always were going to keep those things number one. So we always stayed, we always had like the mentality of always living below your means, always. And having that, I guess we were raised by immigrants, both of us. So we had that immigrant child, childhood. So we always, and so now that you see a little bit more, it's us giving into a little bit more of the luxuries. But we were the type of family, the type of people that, Save, 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 save. I now buy nice shoes for myself. Now that you see You're me really wearing nice really nice too. shoes, this is me two years now after 20 years of being, you know. So it's been only two years. It's only been two years since I've been dressing the way I do. Traveling all over the world has been 20 years because that was one thing we said to each other we were always going to do no matter what. But by the way, can I tell you? Yeah. My business is not a success. My kids are still disasters. <laughs> My my marriage is always a work in progress. We love each other. We take care of each other. We're both very stubborn. We both are, you know, we get into each other a lot. We do argue. We do have all of So that perfection really doesn't exist. And I don't think you can have it all. I think you can have it all in, in balance and like in little bits and pieces too, by the way. That perfect life doesn't exist. And I try to not make it look like I have a perfect life. But then again, I do have a really wonderful life and I can't, you know, be like, okay, that's fake of you because you do have a pretty freaking good life. You have a great marriage. You have There's nothing wrong with you accepting and being proud of the fact that you built a beautiful life with your family. Don't yeah. need to apologize to anyone about it, especially exactly. not yourself. Yeah. It takes time for me to become that though, because I do apologize sometimes because I always feel like. I just got lucky. You didn't. It's been work. It's been you being intuitive. It was you listening to your father that day. <laughs> a Mexican father telling his daughter yeah. not to marry the fiance at age 21 when the traditional, <laughs> typical father would say, okay, Mikita, get married and move on out of the house, yeah. become a housewife. Yeah. It was you listening to him. The common thing that I see here is that you have removed ego completely from these situations because you were humble enough to listen to your father, to not let pride take over. Yeah. When you could have been like, you know what, I'm a grown woman now and I can do whatever I want, daddy, don't tell me what to do. No, you listen because you said something that was key. Listen to your fathers and mothers. They have good intentions for you. Thank you. That was a humble piece of pride that you gladly accepted. 
and that changed the course of your life. It's also yeah. the humility that comes with not taking yourself so seriously, being so self-aware and being in gratitude. Be grateful for the life that you have. Be grateful for your spouse. I live in gratitude every day, I don't know. I do. I live in gratitude every single day because I know that I'm just, I, I know that there's other people that probably deserve this more than I do. Everyone has it within them to create the beautiful life. You, my friend, did what 95% of Americans don't do. And I'll end with this because I'm in the financial services industry. I am in the business of reviewing everyone's income, their desires, their objectives, their debts, their plans for retirement. And the thing I see the most, people outliving their means and having unrealistic expectations. I'm sorry, you cannot be 45, want to retire in five years, a millionaire. I never haven't done a damn thing to build that for yourself. Maybe you can build that by the time you're 80, but we got to start now, right? So you did what 95% of people won't do. Yeah. You lived an authentic yeah. life yeah. to you and yourself. You make the sacrifices. Unfortunately, the other 95% of Americans will get into debt to impress the hell out of people who won't give a care about them. You, my friend, are the real deal. And I'm so honored oh, to be doing life so and much. business and this amazing podcast and with you. for you, by the way. I live in gratitude for you as well. Because you came into my life when I needed you to come into my life. I needed somebody like you in my life. I can't take myself so seriously all the time. I need somebody that takes me out of my shell. Because I could be that little turtle in there all the time. That's Come my here, comfort. little turtle. That's my comfort, you know, my, my little <laughs> shell inside. But um, I don't know. I feel, and it, it does. It does really matter the people you surround yourself. It with. does. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, I love this. And um, for those, you of almost you, made me cry. By the way, that's my goal. Is that that Barbara <laughs> Walters moment? You know, like you go, I, I thought you were going to say that Oprah moment. Or that Oprah moment <laughs> where, like, if the two-jerker question comes out, it's going to happen one of these days. Oh, so, no. before I close out, I do yeah. want to share with our audience, whether you're listening or watching, you know, we just heard an amazing testimonial from a woman who was raised by solid parents, a solid yeah. family unit, has a supporting husband. We recognize that not everyone was raised this way. Perhaps your parents were crappy. Perhaps you grew up with no parents. Perhaps you're still dealing with mom and daddy issues. Perhaps you're a single mom that doesn't have that support. My message to you, our message to yes. you is you can surround yourself by a squad of women that are going to empower you, uplift you, accept you for who you are, love you, encourage you, and be the living example of where you aspire to be. That yes. is the whole premise of Tina yes. Talks. It's not so that she and I can just share about ourselves and hear each other talking about ourselves. No, 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 no. We're relating with each other, relating with you to let you know, welcome. Tina Talks is for you. It's for you to be raw, honest, authentic, naked. That's what we mean by yeah. stay naked. So please connect with us. Subscribe to our podcast. We really, 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 really mean it when we say you 
your opinion and your feedback means a lot to us. We don't do this for ourselves. We do this for you guys, for you ladies, for you Tinas that are out there and are looking to be inspired and inspired to think and say, hey, I want to know how they do it. I want to do it. I want to be a part of that community because guess what? Like-minded people surround themselves by like-minded people or people who are better than them, who aspire to be like them because you're constantly in a journey of, of growth. I say if you're the smartest, fittest, yeah. Most beautiful and wealthiest person in the room, you need to build yourself a better yeah. squad. You need a better squad. You need to be pushing. Nothing wrong with that, but there's something that happens when you stay in the comfort zone, and that's a whole different topic for another yeah. day. No, 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 no. But please share, you know, we love hearing your testimonials. Share with us what you're experiencing. Share with us a topic that you'd like to discuss, and we want to we want to collaborate with you. So thank you for tuning in. We love you very much. This has been part two of what it looks like to when or how it looks when you don't look when like you don't belong. Look like you belong. Yeah. And this has been the Stay Naked podcast with Ayana and Elise. Yeah, with Tina Thomas. Love you guys. Stay naked. Hey guys, thanks for listening. There's more of this podcast. Just click on the next episode.